What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. My name is Julian. We are happy Vikings fans around here. And I am here with Kin, the Jedi himself, with his saber and his R2. What's going on, brother? Welcome back. You know, it's actually hilarious. You know, you're a happy Vikings fan. I um, I guess I'm a happy Giants fan, too, because we won, too. But, you know, we're, we're doing great. We're doing great. We are. We are. We're having a good week. A lot of the uh, the underdogs won in the NFL, like our teams. Nobody expected us to win, and here we are. Um, I don't know never how happy down, you... never what, never what. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how happy you are about your win, but like, I guess like it's exciting to get one, and it seems like there's uh, not very many one win teams anymore. In fact, there's only one, and they don't have any. So yeah. getting the yeah. win isn't the end of the world for you. Well, and it's like... yeah, this. Like, sorry, not, not to interrupt, you know, even when your team is garbage, it always feels good to beat a division rival. And um, yeah, on Twitter, I had commanders fans all season like, hey, man, you said Sam Howell's garbage. You good. Hey, man, you 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 talk trash about the commanders. Are starting, you good. Mm-hmm. And I, I bookmarked them and I responded to like four or five people after the game was <laughs> over. And I was like, are you good? Hey, how you doing? You OK? And um, yeah, the, the one guy was very upset with me. He, he told me that my mother created an ugly human. Rough, tough scenes. Did you look in the mirror after that one and like just like turn the well, lights a little low? And, and well, no, see, it's one of those guys, and... it's one of those guys that has an athlete profile picture. So I was like, oh, oh yeah, so so yeah, so he his just looks like the thumb already... from Spy Kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Okay. Cool, <laughs> yeah. If you if you hide behind the uh, the athlete PFPs or the anime ones, no problem. Sometimes they're pretty cool, just know we will come after you because we assume yeah. the worst. That's how it goes. Yeah. And we assume you have low self-esteem. And that's why you talk trash and that, about other and people. That's and that's okay. okay. And yeah, that's you know, okay. We all started Not from really. somewhere. It's a little weird. You should probably get over that. <laughs> should probably get over that. It's a self-esteem thing. Come on. Let's go to the gym or something. Drink some water. <laughs> but it has been a great week for the NFL. And there was a lot of really good teams that we, we talked a little bit about the teams that we expected to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, at least, you know, just a couple games in. And some of those teams lost, and, and a lot of them, again, we had that Dolphins-Eagles matchup that obviously one of them had to lose unless we were getting the dreaded Saturday night or Sunday night tie, which gross, and it has happened before. Thankfully, not this week. But what I want to do is talk about all the teams that lost and which of them we feel concerned about moving forward because it is just one loss. It's a 17-game season. It is a marathon. One loss doesn't do anything in the grand scheme of things. Besides, like, you know, morale and, and obviously divisional standings and all that. So I want you to go first. Which team were you looking at as um, potentially being worried about? Oh, God, I just got flashbang because I switched to a different screen. Um, Yeah, you know, there was, uh, there was a couple teams that before last week I was looking at, like, man, these teams really need to win. One of them was the Dolphins. And I know it sounds weird. You're like a five and one team. Why do they really, really need to win? Well, because when you look at their schedule, it's like, who did they beat? You know, they, their uh, opponents combined record before facing the Eagles was five and 24. So <laughs> they faced. Yeah. Yeah. They've faced absolutely <laughs> nobody and they've dominated them. But then when they played the bills, we all know what happened. 48 to 20, not a very good game. So I thought the Dolphins really, really needed a win on Sunday or at least a very, very strong competitive game. And the Eagles made it look kind of easy against them. So I'm not going to say I'm 100% worried about the Dolphins, but until they beat a team that is over 500, 
I would be just a little bit worried, just a tad bit, just maybe just a little bit. Maybe they might be on fraud watch until they beat a team that's over 500. I'm not like mad at that. Um, they do have a weird part of their schedule coming up. They, they get the Patriots who are coming off a big win, but then they get the Chiefs. So uh, the Patriots should, it's a divisional game, but should be an easier game for them. They do get the Chiefs. So they have a chance to kind of unfraud watch themselves pretty quickly. Uh, you know, a little comeback Unf- game. Unfraud get- watch. Unfraud watch. Yes. <laughs> okay. Unfraud watch. Yeah. Take them off watch. Unfraud. Like Un- unfriending. Unfraud. Yeah, okay. It's the same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got so, you. They can do that versus the Chiefs. And that'll probably, I think that's a, a Germany game. So we're, we're missing out on like actually a really, really good Sunday night matchup because that's going to be at like nine in the morning in Germany. Didn't even realize that they were. Yeah, we had three straight weeks of London games, two weeks off, and then three straight weeks of Germany games. Huh. The NFL is worldwide for whatever reason. We're the only country that plays it. That's probably the point, but like, come on, guys. <laughs> playing three games a year in Germany is not getting Lewandowski to start playing QB. It's not happening. Uh, I mean... But I like the efforts. It is fun. It is cool to spread it. Hey, yeah, somebody, somebody watches that. And if that is the game that I think it might be, now somebody's a lifelong Chiefs fan because they saw the Chiefs go crazy. And they're a right. Taylor Swift fan too. And they're like, why not? You know, speaking of, I don't okay. know. Uh, so my friend is a Patriots fan and he lives over, um, you know, across the sea over there in the UK. Okay. Um, okay. I, I don't know when he became a Patriots fan, but he often talks about how it was really cool um, to see the Patriots play the Rams years back. Uh, over there in London. So he mentions that a lot. So, you know, just to, okay. like you said about growing the game, that's just proof right there. Yeah. I mean, you go to your first ever football game. You don't know who to root for. You, you go to the game, you watch it. You like one of the teams, you pick them. Now you're a lifelong fan. That's just how it goes. Right. It, that That is the cool thing about it. And I like that just, dude, 930 games are rough. I will not be watching. Now it's a full day. Oh, we will not be watching. It's a full day of football now, which definitely sucks. <laughs> I mentioned on the West Coast too, like, that's a 6.30 start if you're in California. No. Absolutely no. not. Absolutely not. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about the Dolphins yet either. Uh, this, the Eagles are really good. They haven't played a physical team like the Eagles yet. Even if it's been a bad team, they haven't played a physical team like the Eagles yet. They got one. They got slapped. It was in Philly. Notice how whenever the Eagles play a good team during the regular season, it's always at home. They just get blessed with these home difficult games. Here's one of them. I bet you their away game in that division is in New England. Nice. Congrats. Good job. Got a freebie. <laughs> um, and it, it is what it is. Obviously, they don't make the schedule like that. So um, definitely not worried about the Dolphins yet, but I would like to see them get a good win against a non-divisional rival at some point because they're going to have to if they want to make a run. Um, so doing it now and testing that you can is definitely a good thing. Valid. Um, team that I'm a little... I'm personally a little bit worried about, and and you tell me, is the Buffalo Bills. I am super, super worried about them. And I think it's, again, Josh Allen making stupid decisions. They did have a nice fourth quarter comeback and tried to make this a game. It was a little too little too late. You can't put up three points in the first half against the Patriots. We've had a pretty not great defense with the two best defenders out for the year. Mac Jones was not very good in this game either. Wasn't very efficient. He didn't look great until the end of the game again. Both quarterbacks looked better for the last quarter or so. Um, 
Losing to the one and five Patriots when they're pretty injured at this point and pretty obviously looking towards a tank is really, really tough. I know it's in New England. It's a divisional game. I get that. But now the Bills are four and three. And it's not like this is a team that has proven to us throughout the years that they can just go and get a win at will and then go and beat a really good team at will. They'll play the Bucs and the Bengals in the next two weeks. The Bucs haven't looked fantastic, but they still have a great run defense, which is going to make Josh Allen beat them. I don't know if he can, because we're seeing him lose games at this point now. So I'm yeah. a little worried. I'm a little no, that's, worried. Uh, I think those are all completely valid thoughts, and I'm actually going to agree with you. Um, and it's not just because of that loss. Uh, whenever I look at the Bills, I think, wow, I'm watching the most unreliable good team in the league. And Josh Allen um, is the most unreliable top five quarterback in the league, which is a very good thing to be. If you're top five, you're obviously really good. But if you're the most unreliable, that's that's it's not very good. Um, you know, you just you don't know what version of Josh Allen is going to go out there and lead the offense week in and week out. The past two weeks, we've had him not score points against the Giants in the first half. And then end up putting up a whole total of 14 against the Giants. And then we have this game where for a very, very big majority of the day, the Bills offense is going absolutely nowhere. And now, of course, we can say stuff like this. And then next week, uh, the Bills will run out there and drop 42 points. And they look great again. And we're on this never-ending roller coaster that just, what Bills are you going to get so yeah i think in terms of making the playoffs and all that i wouldn't be worried but just like when it comes playoff time and you need to win one game every week what team are you going to get that's what i would be worried about and here's my big issue with them right they uh the division is like kind of good this year because obviously the dolphins are really good the jets are like not really sure where they're at because is aaron coming back who knows whatever there's a point where the bills play eagles in Philly, like I said, Philly always gets the, the tough games at home. Back-to-back at the Chiefs. Then they play the Cowboys. Then they play the Chargers. That's probably four playoff teams that they're playing, or at least playoff caliber. I know the Chargers have kind of had a rough start, but they play yeah. a lot of really good teams. That's four playoff caliber teams in a row that if they play like they did yesterday, will be four straight losses. It just will be. And... Four straight losses, that's already seven losses. That means you can't lose another game, really. Or else you're going to struggle to get in the playoffs. I know there's that extra spot, so you probably only need nine wins. But Right. Like, you don't yeah. want to cut it that close. I wouldn't be shocked if four weeks from now, we're looking at the Bills, and they're only six and five, and they're looking at the Jets, either right with them or maybe a game behind. And... Everyone's looking at the AFC East like, why aren't the Bills running away with this? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And the Bills are going to be like, why are the Jets right here? Um, and you know, it's uh, it's a little concerning. It's it's a little concerning. It's a little concerning. So we'll we'll see. That's a really crazy stretch though. And hey, there's a chance they go in and get four wins there and look like Super Bowl like front runners at the end of it. So there's a chance. Um. It's still early. I don't want to be too dramatic, but that's that's how it feels. I'm a little concerned about them, especially in the contender realm. Uh, you have another one, real quick. I do. I do have. Yeah. I do have one more. Um, okay. And I know you're going to want to touch on this one as well. Um, okay. 
the 49ers lost to the Vikings. Mm-hmm. See, so you're rocking your, your Vikings jersey over there, you know, show sure. off for the, yep, there you go. Sure. Sure. We, got um, our, we got our axe and everything. We're, we're, we're lit around here. Right. <laughs> now, here's, here's the thing. The 49ers, should you be worried about them? Well, that depends on what you look at the 49ers as, right? I look at the 49ers as a team that is still a quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl, just like they've been the past five years. Because Brock Purdy, when you ask him to make a play, he's he, he might make it. Okay. You know, there's there's a chance he'll make the play. His footwork can't make the throws. You know, he's <laughs> I know everyone raves about his footwork. It's um, really good. It, it is good. really good. But like. When you need your quarterback to make a play, is Brock Purdy going to make it? And the answer the past few weeks has been no. So if you look at the 49ers as a team that, you know, they're going to be really good, probably make it to the NFC Championship, but their quarterback is going to hold them back from winning a Super Bowl, well, then no, you wouldn't be worried because you already you already know that. Now, if you think the 49ers are there to they're going to win a Super Bowl or if you're a 49ers fan and you're like yes we are going to win the Super Bowl I would absolutely be concerned um just cuz you know you you need so many things to go right for your quarterback to look good um and that is never a great indication for a team that has Super Bowl aspirations okay um I feel you and I and I agree to an extent I'm not super worried though uh, this is McCaffrey's worst rushing game in three years. Uh, he hasn't had a bad game like this since he was in Carolina. Uh, three yards a carry is not ideal. And Brock made some bad throws at the end of the of the game. Two picks at the last two drives. Um, they weren't like great decisions either. If they can get a lead, keep a lead, I'm cool with them. That's obviously not always going to be the case. Um, I don't remember what the numbers are when he's winning, but when he's losing and trying to make comebacks, he has five touchdowns and four interceptions over his starts as a starter versus like a really, really good uh, ratio when they're winning. So that's a little bit concerning. It is a smaller sample size though, obviously. So yeah, um, you do want to make, try and make better throws when you're losing and you're throwing it more. So that makes sense. Uh, that that'll typically be, um, swayed more that way i'm not concerned about him i do think on the other side i know it's a homer thing but this vikings win was like hey like we're not trading kirk this team's actually kind of good and now that their o-line has like kind of figured it out joey bosa did not get more than two quarterback pressures last night and they did not give up a sack the last time the niners got a game without a sack was 2020 that's tough so I think that's actually more of just, hey, the Vikings look good. This game should have been a bigger deficit. They gave up a couple of uh, field goals, or they got field goals instead of touchdowns that they could have easily just put up another 21 more. This could have easily been a 30-17 game. Yeah, and I mentioned to you, I mentioned it to you um, off screen, uh, you know, before we started the podcast. I think... Um, you know, the Lions are another potential team you could have to worry about just just with the way that they got blown out. And with that being said, I think there's still an outside shot that your Vikings um, could finish near the top of that division. And not not like near the top isn't like, oh, yeah, second place, of course, near the top. But yeah. like within a game or even matching uh, the Lions win total, depending on if the, the Lions the, are able to come back from last week or not. 
The cool thing about that is that the Lions and the Vikings played twice in the last three weeks of the season. Oof. So there could be a three-game swing just in that last three weeks that obviously determines who wins that division. And I don't think the Vikings are dead in terms of the division either. It felt like they were two weeks ago. They beat the 49ers. To me, that was the most complete team top to bottom roster-wise in the, in the sport. Um, and they beat him pretty handily on a Monday where people don't think Kirk's very good. I think it was impressive. I'm not super worried about the Lions either. In Baltimore, a team they never play. Lamar played maybe the best game of his career since his MVP season. I'm not worried about it at all. Um, that's just me. Just the Lions came in and they're like, oh, yeah, the Ravens don't score that much. We'll be okay. And then they scored a lot. And I was like, they oh. Did, they did score. Yeah. Oh, they were just incredibly efficient, which the Ravens never are. And if the Ravens can be this efficient, like 50% of the time, they'll be a really, <laughs> really good team, but they just won't be. So we need Lamar in the playoffs again. That's just entertainment. Would be, would be really, really cool. Would be really, really cool. Uh, while we're talking about the playoffs, there's a lot of other games that happened this week. Um, we do have to get to the MLB, but before we do, real quick, let's talk about the games coming up this week in the NFL. The game. Of the week, we both agreed on it beforehand, even though sure. it's not a great slate. But the spectators game of the week is going to be Jacksonville and the Steelers. Five and two Jags, four and two Steelers coming off a bye is the Steelers. We I don't love. <laughs> we agreed on that. Yeah. I was looking at a completely different game. <laughs> we I thought we agreed on that. We might no, not. that's that's fine. No, you you go ahead. I'll I'll quickly give another okay. one that I enjoyed. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Jags are playing really good football right now. Uh, I'm loving how ETN is helping carry this offense. And if Trevor Lawrence is healthy, I think this is pretty good. The Steelers' defense has shown that uh, when they don't get just like gapped for whatever reason, when they're just deciding not to play, they're still a decent defense. And I would like to see um, their offense become like usable, but <clears throat> real. These are just two teams that I think could be playoff contenders, and there's not too many of those games this week. So, <laughs> so the one that I thought we agreed on, <laughs> um, I think Rams Cowboys looks like it could be a fun game. Uh, you know, you have a Rams offense that's shockingly better than I think anyone would have expected it to be. Um, going up against the good Cowboys defense, the Cowboys offense. Um, you know, all, all those playmakers out there, you know, CeeDee Lamb, Pollard. Um, I think that makes for a fun, potentially high-scoring, hard-hitting matchup as well. Um, yeah. There's, there's, it, there's two games. Is it crazy? There are two games. Is it crazy <laughs> to say that Puka Nakua is the most exciting player in that game? It's not crazy to say. No, actually, I, mean, I would say it's not. 752 yards, seven games in. That's so, tough. Second rookie ever with 700 more in his first seven games. Pretty crazy. Tough. He had a really good week last week, even with Cooper cutback. So I like <laughs> that game too. That's a fun one. I would love to see the Rams win that and kind of take a step into like, hey, we're a playoff team. I think that could be really cool to see from them because I right. think they're kind of fringe. And Stafford's had a good year. So if they could get a win there in Dallas, prove a little haters wrong. And then we would put good. Dallas on fraud watch now. Yeah, <laughs> we might. That might happen depending on if they lose and how bad they lose that game. Absolutely. They get they get 32 to 17. Fraud watch is on. 
Where's that? A thirty close game. Points. We can score thirty two points. <laughs> Math. Extra points get missed. <laughs> it's not a good day. Let's at talk all. about <laughs> our game not to spectate. Now, this one I know we one hundred percent agreed on. Yeah. Now, this is a game where I don't even know what the the point total is on this game, but I'm smashing the under. Um <laughs> Saints Colts. I mean, why would you watch this game? Why would you watch no Derek Carr versus Gardner no, Minshew? There's no reason. There's not a single reason. No reason. At You're gonna all. watch a 17 to 16 score, and you'd be like, "Yep, that was three hours of my life." <laughs> definitely one of the football games I've ever watched. That was one of the games. I, <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait to see Marshawn Lattimore. Do a blatant pass interference, drag the guy by the horse collar, do one of these, and see a flag <laughs> come out and him. Be shocked because he does it twice a game and it's really fun. Uh, no, this game sucks. Off, Don't man. watch this game. Saints piss me off. They're always they're always there at eight or nine wins, even though they're you know what you know what's awesome though? As someone who just dislikes that the Saints are always somehow mid or decent or whatever, dude, they are gonna be in cap hell. So if they don't pick it up this season. It's over. I'm sorry, Saints fans, but you will be suffering if you guys don't pick it up this season. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great division, and they're still kind of not a favorite in it. I know the Falcons are only a game ahead of them, but Cap Hell is real, and this is their last season to avoid that Cap Hell. They went all in for this season, too. You know, Dude, Michael it's... Thomas is back. Alave, if he's driving under the speed limit, has been pretty good. Just um, traded him in fantasy, by the way. Got rid of that. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah. 35 over is wild. Is, I know Jordan wild. Addison did it, but that was preseason. He was getting it out. Yeah. He's a rookie. He's a young guy. Yeah. You just get out a second early. year player, Chris. Get it together. Yeah. <laughs> get it together. Was, like, and the Saints went all in. They got Derek Carr, but um, th- they might not even have the best quarterback in the division. I mean, can we Baker Mayfield? Hello? Hello? Look, look, you're making that sound. You're making that face. But that's not a crazy statement. Baker Mayfield might be the best quarterback in that division right now. It's, it's definitely not, it's not like a very high bar to, you know, hurdle over anything. It's the NFC South quarterbacks. But like how, how outlandish is it that the best quarterback in that division is not starting and it's Jameis Winston? That's the take. That's, what, right, that's, right. that's, that's where we that's leave insane. this dumpster fire of that's, a game with absolutely insane that you just said that next topic next topic <laughs> we move on we digress the world series is on friday and we do have one of our participants game seven for the nlcs is tonight diamondbacks phillies diamondbacks forced game seven yesterday they uh they had a really good game they played really good baseball even better baseball was played in houston the texas rangers absolutely put a booty whooping of a lifetime on the Astros in Game 7. Christian Javier has thrown last year through a no-hitter in the World Series. This year didn't get out of the first inning against the Texas Rangers. Uh, that's it. The Astros, that their season's over. Despite Altuve and Jordan seemingly getting an extra base hit every swing. <laughs> they, got, they got beat up pretty badly. And the Rangers and Adelise Garcia, after getting hit, up and in on a fastball after a pimp job, he turned into just prime Reggie Jackson. Tall. And he set an MLB series record 15 RBIs in a seven game series. 15 RBIs. 
if you end your real regular season with like 90, people are like, nice, good job. Bird it 15 seven and games. seven games. Seven games. That and he was be, a man um... on fire. He was genuinely like, I've never seen a guy on a heater like this. And we've seen like Corey <laughs> Seager heaters and, right. and all that. But this this felt like very personal. Every time he hit one, he'd leave a, he'd stay in the box for like five, six seconds. Watch it go. The most recent heater like that that I can think of would be um, 2020 playoffs, John Carlos Stanton, when what he hit a home run in what five straight games. Uh, I don't remember what the exact number is, but it was just boom, 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 game, home run, home run, home run, home run. That's the last like big, big playoff heater that I can imagine that I can remember one player being on. But no, Adolis Garcia has done just absolutely insane things, dude. I um. I went to a Rangers game uh, right at the beginning of September, and I remember watching Adolis Garcia. He he had the hat trick uh, of strikeouts. Um, he was absolutely killing it. And then ninth inning comes around, and the game was tied. Hits a missile of a pimp job out to left field, and I was just like, "Oh, oh!" So that was unfamiliar you with your game. Yeah, <laughs> I apologize. I'm I'm in the stands like, damn, we're in a big spot right now. There's no way he doesn't hit the golden sombrero. Like, there's absolutely no shot. Like, and then he just pimped it. Just insane. Fun game to be at. Yeah, and and he's jacked. I don't know if you've seen him. He's just jacked. And I've, the, I've the home run, yeah, he's huge. There's a uh, <laughs> there's these guys on TikTok who have like they, they get like on field access. Shout out to them. I think it's like the Bat Boys or something like that. Um. And they get like on field access, and some of them speak Spanish. They're they're like asking some guys who's like the, the strongest guy in the league, and everybody was saying like Giancarlo and mm. and Adelis. Those were like the two answers everybody said. It's like, oh damn! If you're in a conversation with like you said Giancarlo, you're probably doing something pretty right. Right, no, that's valid. So Texas yeah. in game seven, nobody wins a home game, which is very strange in a seven game series. Dusty Baker says he's going to no longer be the manager. I assume he's going to retire. He's really old. <laughs> he shouldn't be managing anymore. Uh, hell of a career, the two World Series. Congrats on Dusty. Like 35 plus years of baseball as a player and a coach. Very impressive. It's at some point, it is time. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, as a Yankees fan, this is like the worst thing that could have happened. Because Dusty yeah. Baker, you know, he's 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 old. Not mm-hmm. not to sound like rude. He's he's mm-hmm. old. He's not the most analytical guy. Even though the rest of the Astros organization is very strongly analytically based, Dusty Baker is like, no, I'm gonna leave my pitcher in too long most of the time. And you you get the point. Um so now now they're gonna go out and get an analytical manager oh. on top of that, and they're now still they're gonna, gonna be get good. the most out of their players they're, even mid-game. Oh. That's what I'm saying, man. Oh. Like, as a Yankees fan, I'm like, they're not gonna Horrible. stop. They're not going to stop. <laughs> it's horrible. Like, imagine if they had, like, a Kevin Cash. Oh. Oh, my. God. I'd be sick to my stomach. Dude, you know. Actually, I'd be cool if they took Kevin Cash. That'd be kind of nice. Yeah, we wouldn't have to Get see him out of our nice. hair. Man. Like, twice a year. You that's know, the, that's to... the Rangers division now, so not the playoffs, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not to uh, upset any Astros fans that might uh, that might watch this here, but um, hate to break it to you, but. Two championships in seven years is not, not a dynasty. Not a dynasty. Not a dynasty. At all. The last congrats, dynasty we congrats had, on the seven straight CSs, though. That's really that is cute. true. That is valid. But the last it dynasty that we've seen is the Giants from 
2010 to 2014. It's the last Three time championship, she was six off. years, five yep. years. Yep. I guess six also. But six, yeah, six. Yeah. yeah, that was that was crazy. They couldn't repeat, but they were just yeah. And I know I why you was odd years. I, it was odd years. No, the other it was even years. 20, it was even 2020, years. 2020, 2020, 2020. Yeah, good job, me. 2010, 2012, 2014. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I hope I'm right. If not, someone's gonna. It's okay. Me. It's, call it me was, an idiot. Just call me stupid. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Just flick cool. my forehead. Stupid. 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 <laughs> and, uh, I want the Diamondbacks really badly. I don't think they're going to win. I think the Phillies are really, really good. I actually don't know what the pitching matchup is. Let me look that up real quick. Uh, oh, Ranger wow. Suarez and Brandon Fat. Brandon <laughs> Fat's a really fun guy. What? I, I didn't know his. I didn't. I haven't been watching too much of the play. How do you pronounce so. that name? I don't. I don't How do you know. Pronounce I, just, that name? I wasn't expecting to hear just just Brandon Fat. Like just, <laughs> it's like a, it's like caveman talk. Brandon Fat. Like, <laughs> no, no verbs, nothing. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. No, I, he, he's had a great postseason so far. Although his regular season was kind of weird, got sent down a couple times. Ranger Suarez has been a really, really, really good starter for them the last two years in the playoffs. It's in Philly. Those fans are like abusive. In like the best way. They're really fun. I love their fans. Not because I like them, but because I love how passionate they are and that they care no. and that they're exciting and that they're like loud. And that's really fun. And whether or not like I want them to be like that loud to my teams, obviously no. But the fact that no. those types of fans exist is really fun. With that yeah. being said, go D-backs. This is a Corbin Carroll fan account. But by the time you're listening to this, it's probably over, and I'm probably sounding like an idiot. So it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like like you just said, it's gonna be over by the time you see this, most likely. But um, you know, I just hope all of the home runs are hit. Ooh. I um, high scoring game, make it nine to seven. I hope Nick Castellanos hits two. Did any tragedies happen today? Yeah, quite <laughs> <laughs> so many. <laughs> So many. Um, so book Nick, book Nick Cassian. You know, I'm actually going on DraftKings right after this. Not <laughs> sponsored, Cassian. by the way. Not, not sponsored. sponsored. Not sponsored. I actually don't even use DraftKings. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm going on anytime to hit a home run. Nick Castellanos. I'm throwing throwing a band on it. Just kidding. A band. That's too much. Oh my. Insane. Oh my. That's insanity. Oh my. That's no, a that's a chunk. That is that is quite that is quite a chunk of of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what sucks is by the time the next podcast comes around the world series will really be going on so we can't get like predictions but we'll talk about it talk about the games and all that uh we are baseball guys so we'll, we'll definitely get into this that is true uh also before we head up out of here we do have the nba season starting tonight tip off officially happened at 7 30 like 15 minutes lakers nuggets the reigning champs get their rings pretty cool shit that isn't 15 minutes that isn't 15 minutes by the time uh, you guys see this it will have probably almost be done but right now it's in 15 minutes yeah, yeah of course <laughs> uh and i'm just excited we're gonna do our nba preview next week so that we have a little bit more time to like prepare for it we've been so uh football oriented but next week we'll go over like predictions mvp who we think is gonna come out of the conferences and all that um but tonight it's just an acknowledgement it's happening all the main games happen tomorrow, Wednesday, the 25th, but we do have the Lakers Nuggets and the Suns Warriors tonight. Two pretty fun games that if you're not into baseball at all, 
there's your jam. I got you. I got you covered. Yeah, I mean, I'm like like I've been talking to you about. I've been out of the loop um with NBA for the most part for the past like four or five years. Um, but I do know that this first game, with all the heat that has happened since the playoffs to here with the the Nuggets coach mentioning the Lakers and every other sentence he says. Um, I, I think this should be a very, very fun game. Um, and hopefully it's chippy because chippy's fun. Like, why not? Right? Like, be a blast. Julian is preoccupied with something. And then, you know, we have the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. Um, I like to refer to them as the Phoenix frauds. Uh, <laughs> they are. They are. They, they, they are, are fraudulent. CP3 you know, hits the, massive uh... three to cut the lead to 42. Oh, but dude, you know what's crazy? I so I told you out of the loop. I saw a video the other day of Chris uh-huh. Paul wearing a Warriors jersey, and I was like, "What? It, what the hell is it, this? It, it, when? It's gross. Did, yeah, it's gross. when? It's the, How? This this off season, there was a trade. It was gross. Yeah, I was. They, they freed up cap space. It was a whole thing. I I was genuinely shocked and confused. Like, just why is this a thing? He's not going to be good there either. And even he if might. he is, the, the best part about it is just like Steph has owned him for about a decade now. And now it's like, hey, Steph, can you come help me get a wing? Hey, Steph. Draymond and, uh, Green in the parking not, lot vibes. Dude, Draymond Green in the <laughs> parking lot vibes. It's, it's Draymond and LeBron kissing over a nice hookah. Vibes. <laughs> but no, I like... Even though you know Chris Paul is old, he's not what he used to be. Playing with Clay Thompson and Steph Curry and Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins in an offense where everyone seems to be in the right place at the right time, I wouldn't be shocked if CP3 had close to his highest, a career high in assists per game this season. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how much time he plays. I don't know how long he'll be playing. Um, Per, per game obviously but yeah i mean that makes sense like he, he's gonna have the best off ball players he's ever had in his career that's well, pretty same. nice and like you make steph not be the primary guard like all the time that could be pretty cool you get to see steph in that clay thompson role where he's like nowhere if if steph can have a season this year where he's like usage rate is down like 15 20 percent would be really cool because you know how much longer Steph's going to be in the league if he can, like, get his usage rate down? Like, Steph oh, will man. be like LeBron where he's just, like, uncle, uncle time and just never bad because, like, he just shoots. He's not, like, this bruiser. Yeah, and I think the one fun thing you'll see this season a lot out of the Warriors is, I mean, you already see Steph out there running routes. You know, he's absolutely – you know, wide receiver one out there running routes. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. we're going to see even more of that. Uh, with of him Chris actually Paul receiving. They're the not ball. just yeah. decoys. Right. Yeah. Dude, actually, now that I think about it, but the way Steph Curry runs routes on the NBA court, I wonder if he could have been a, wonder if he could have been a wide receiver. Could have been a good <laughs> slot guy. He's tall that's, enough for the NFL. He said he was short valid. in the NBA, but he could have been a slot guy. Oh, dude, in the, in the NBA, he's, or not the NBA, in the NFL, he's an outside receiver, six foot three. No, no, no. We're putting him in a slot. We're putting him oh, in a slot. Oh, no. You remember how man. thin he was when he got drafted? We're putting him in a slot. He might get lit up. <laughs> oh, no. That's why we put him outside. Wait, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah, say. That's why. Because if he gets hit by, like, <laughs> Golston, oh, no. 
<laughs> Dude, Steph trouble. Curry running pick plays. It's just the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> the Listen, Seahawks would have scored in 2014 if Steph Curry was running that route. The, the only player in the league that needs to be an NFL part-timer is Kenny Lofton Jr. The Minnesota Vikings and the New York Giants need that man on the O-line yesterday. What a unit he is. 300 pounds in the NBA is unbelievable. If you pushed him down a hill, he'd never stop rolling. <laughs> Un- <laughs> we're not we're not fat shaming, but 300 pounds of the NBA is crazy. I'm sorry. It's crazy. <laughs> no, he's With that, just, just, we're going to get out of here. <laughs> before, before we start getting real disrespectful to a lot of different people. Everybody, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow us at Spectators Media. Make sure you follow me at Juliana Cut at underscore 24 kin for my boy Ken over here. Appreciate you guys. We'll be back next week, and I hope you guys enjoy the World Series and the beginning of the NBA season. Later, everybody. Peace.